Kelsey owns a 35 millimeter print of Cannibal Holocaust. No, wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's you, really good. You almost had me stunned for a minute, I, Eric. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy crap. The moment of silence was very satisfying. <laughs> I was about to trail off into like a million questions. Like, how did you acquire such a thing? How much? I, w- I was ready. I was like family heirloom. Like, I was there for it. <laughs> See, that's a good improv. That's a good improv player right there. Because the worst thing you go, no, I didn't. And then it's done. Yeah, like, son of a mother. I just want to point out, I will not watch that movie, Marcus, for any amount of money. Because of the animal torture? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what... people you want, but really killing animals on screen, not cool. Yeah. No, and, you know... A lot of people feel the same way, and it's it's just kind of. I'll, I'll tell you about the movie later, Kelsey. I am. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the name of the movie we're talking about? Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the the movie was uh, famously uh, terrible. The, well, it, it's terrible, but uh, the director actually tried to pull it off like it was a legit real movie like a snuff film and uh the i don't know if it was like the u.s supreme court but they actually like took him to trial in italy that, he had to prove that the cast wasn't dead yeah really mm-hmm. yeah well it was a big like commentary on like how much like industries and studios would like do anything to like make something good like no matter like who gets hurt and stuff but like the director was like really bad to like the people on set and stuff. So like it was really like um, hypocritical. And I remembered reading about it and stuff. And yeah, it was very interesting. Huh. Yeah, it's the the history of the movie. I think is more interesting than the actual movie. Yeah. Even even though the movie is is pretty shocking, and uh, you know terrible things do happen to people in the movie even though it's not real but uh it's just i want to say it's funny to me but i think it's funny how you know these people die some gruesome deaths but you know then there's people that are just angry about you know the killing of the snake and the turtle almost more than the snakes you want i hate those things (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who'd be sad about well there are people out there yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not one. I'm snake. snake. You like snakes? I don't hate snakes like a lot of people do. I don't have a pet snake, but I, I don't oppose to gonna... snakes as pets or existing. I'm going to get really off topic here. I don't know if I would want to be friends with someone who has a pet snake because the mindset, you know? I want a I want a buddy in life, a little companion. I'm gonna get a snake. <laughs> I'd never sleep Either over at anyone's house who had a snake. Same with me. Uh, <laughs> then you wake up and your legs in his mouth and his body. Or just waking up to just something slithering near my leg. <sighs> yeah, I would not have that issue. Nightmare fuel. Be fine with it. Yeah. Snakes don't really bother me unless they're like really, really big snakes. Yeah. I, know, like, I saw, okay, I saw snakes yeah, like, 
mean when I, I was have five. a healthy fear of a rattlesnake if I'm hiking and there's one coiled up like I'm not interested in pissing it off but <laughs> that's why I don't go hiking <laughs> <laughs> so as right, you can guys. see we all take ourselves very seriously Marcus you know the my cast they're 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 not fun and joking around kind of people at all. No, we don't right. have room for that in this in a project no. this serious. Mm. Right, right. No That's right. It's I like very the serious. You guys have <laughs> blood and guts are very serious. It's see dirty work, and we're the guys doing it. Wait, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. You're listening and watching the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm Marcus Rude, and today I have the biggest group of guests I've had on my show thus far. Um, with returning guests Eric Kozloff and Larry Sands, How's the guys. Going? Hey, hey, Eric. Hello. Thank you so much for having us back on, man. It was a blast last time. I can't. I couldn't wait to come back on. Right? Yeah, I had so much fun and. Uh, and also to add on to who's here, we have Joe and Kelsey, the cast from uh, Hillsborough Road. How are you guys hey. doing? Hello. Doing pretty good. I'm excited to be here or virtually here. <laughs> right, right. Me too. So, yeah, like I said, this is like the biggest uh, group uh, interview, I guess I would say, that I've had on this show. And I'm looking forward to talking to everybody and and just having a good conversation. Um, so, so really, what what brought us all here um, is the new movie Hillsborough Road, which uh, Larry and Eric have been on the show before, and we've talked about things that uh, people can can look forward to for uh, the campaign that's that's happening to help promote and. Uh, and help fund the film. Um, and then having the cast on here today, um, you know, what what sparked your guys' interest to want to be in a 80s-themed horror slasher film? So I've actually, it's been like a bucket list item of mine for a very long time to be in like an indie horror film because I have this thing in my mind that like every like extremely talented actor or actress like at one point in time was like in an indie horror film and I was like well obviously that's where I have to go and so I've always kind of kept my eye on the horizon for something that had like a decent plot and decent script and when we saw this um posting I was like oh 80s this is gonna be great like I'll audition for that that's gotta be awesome so and then they picked me from there right on right on I mean I don't know what's like not appealing about an 80s indie horror film it sounded really fun the script was very very fun and it was just so interesting and a project with a lot of talent behind it and i could not wait to get started into audition and thankfully they chose me and i'm 
holding my breath every day till we can start shooting. Right on. Very good. Very good. And uh, Eric and Larry, you might be able to answer this, but uh, when do you guys plan on filming? Is it has it been postponed at all, or do you guys plan on filming uh, beginning of next year, or, or when do you guys plan on filming? Oh, Larry? yeah, we're we're going we're going full on, man. We're we're going next year. Um, you know, around March, April, sometime around there. But um, you know, a lot of our cast. Which, you know, a lot of times in Hollywood, they say, oh, you got to get 18 to play younger, right? <laughs> or or mm-hmm. at least we our, our cast is pretty much right around the age that we want them to be. But the unfortunate part, and they're in school. And so, you know, we got to work mm-hmm. around that. And so um, March, April would be fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of like Joe. You know, we had our we had a reading uh, a couple of nights ago. Was it a couple of nights ago? Last yeah, night. Saturday. Saturday. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm I share uh, Joe's like enthusiasm and, and his passion. I just, you know, there's only so much planning and 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 thinking ahead because I think uh, if you do too much, it might spoil the moment in an odd way because this is it i mean we're not we are we're making art we're making horror art right yeah we're gonna paint the screen with blood and stuff um but um did i answer the question at all yeah yeah Yeah. okay getting there good good yeah you know and realistically we're eric and i like you know we're we're going with the flow in a way where it's just been weird. I mean, you know, 2020 is whatever. But 2021, I think, you know, looking ahead, um, we just got to go with the flow. And I think, you know, we're going to, like Marcus, last time we talked, you know, I mean, we try to be responsible filmmakers. Yeah. And being responsible filmmakers is waiting to see what happens with all this stuff going on. But I think, you know, and we're going to... we. You know, if if we have to have the talk about what do we do during the pandemic, but I and I add that Kelsey, she's been on set quite a bit the last couple of weeks, yeah. right, girl? I have, um, yeah, I've been on because more and more things. Well, not right now, but things were starting to open up, um, yeah. and so I was on a couple of sets, and they all had their various protocols in place and stuff, and so that's been pretty successful. But now. Unfortunately, things are starting to close back down, so we'll see how it kind of goes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been on a couple of different sets, and they've all had kind of similar protocols as far as, um, you know, the standard masks, temperature checks, that kind of thing. Um, and they've had some pretty standard protocols. And I've actually had um, the most recent set that I was on the day before we got on set. We got a phone call that one of the cast members tested positive, and so they had to, like, reschedule Everything. like all of his scenes until after the new year because they had to like wait and stuff. And so yeah. I think a lot of it has been about just being really, really flexible, which like as filmmakers, we're usually flexible anyway, but this has just been an entire new level of flexibility and kind of going with what Larry said, it's really, really difficult. I think um, in this time, because one of the the things about it is like, it's requiring a lot of patience and it's really hard to be patient on a project that you're super excited about. <laughs> Because you don't want to wait until it's, you know, 
going to be easier or until it's going to be more convenient. Like that's the smart thing to do. And so you will, but you don't want to, you want to film it today, bring on the fake blood and let's just see what happens. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons, like whenever we get into rehearsals and stuff, we're doing these virtual rehearsals and all of us, the whole cast and Eric and Larry, all of us are just like cracking up and we're having like an extra hour of rehearsals just because we're all so excited to like be together and be talking about the project. Um, and I think that's really what's carrying us through right now. Yeah, yeah. Because we got cast like a couple months ago. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it's, we've been waiting a while and we're getting closer, but it's still yeah. can't come soon enough. But yeah. It yeah, will, I think, be for the betterment of the project, though, because yeah. in this time that we've been forced to wait, like we've had some really cool, like we've had an opportunity to come up with some new ideas for Indiegogo perks, which came into effect. Mm -hmm. We've had opportunities to like tweak characters and really like finesse them once the cast got to know each other better. We've had opportunities to like rearrange script things that I think are going to be just even more interesting for the audience. So ultimately, like it is going to pay off. Um, it's just not fun to wait. I think what Kelsey made a great point of is how since we've been waiting, really, I've been able to change the script based on everybody's chemistry. And I think we're all I know Kelsey probably feel this is this way. Bruce and Cadence are going to steal the movie because oh, of yeah. the, the littlest kids because of we there. They have the Amblin scenes that I've been talking about the Spielberg 80s ish scenes. And I know that's that was my favorite part to write, other than, you know, the debts and everything, this really sweet, <laughs> innocent story with these two characters. Without a doubt, like Cadence and Bruce are like going to be the darlings on set. There's just gonna be like Bless their hearts for anything else they ever do. They're going to be walking around with a pack of protective older people. <laughs> oh, man. You, I should say, you, real quick, um, to add to all that, that's one of the things that I love. Like, like with, a good, with, with good actors... And like good filmmakers, they know when to give and when to take and when to push and pull. And um, it's it's man, I don't know. I don't want to call it magical, but I guess I will. Um, we had our our we had another reading, which we were going to do a table read uh, lines and things on yeah, Saturday. Rehearsal, really. Yeah. Yeah. It became and like a therapy session for the characters in a lot of ways everybody was just you know this is how my character feels but then what was cool is when other people started to chime in about well i think your character ex excuse me would be doing this and i think that's how we relate and as a director i'm going to tell say that i said it to them on saturday but it made me so happy and proud of you guys that you were telling me, no, my character wouldn't do that. It was like, wow, they're really getting it. You know, this is a, a silly little thing I wrote in my room and on a hospital bed, oddly enough, also. And now all these people are taking it seriously and making it real. Can I just say, as an actor... And I think Joe will back me up on this. That moment, though, in that rehearsal, the very first time that one of us was like, no, I don't think my character would do that. There was that moment of silence where everyone, like all of the actors were like, Ooh. 
How's this going to go over? Because you never really know. Like, as an actor, you do want to stand up for your character and you want to stand up for your art because you're you're creating. I mean, it's, it's a collaborative effort. And so you do want to stand up for your art. But at the end of the day, like, the script is the writer slash director's baby. So they have final say. And so you never really know how that's going to go over. And it was uh, definitely an entertaining moment, I would say, Joe, when everyone was <laughs> like, oh, Yep. Oh, okay. He's fine with it. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, it is really great that um, we can collaborate both with the crew and with Eric, the director and writer, and really like, yeah, because that last uh, meeting was really great because we spent well over how long we were supposed to be together. Almost just, three hours. We yeah, were. about three hours just talking with each other and building relationships and figuring out what our who our characters are, what we do, and just kind of learning more about um, the movie and ourselves. And it was probably, it's, I think it, we got probably the most out of that than our previous meetings. And I think it's only gonna get better and we're only gonna build off that. And yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna turn out great. It's gonna make those death scenes real emotional though. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it is funny because you hear us talking and it's almost like it's not a horror film in a way where, where I mean, coming from like an actor's standpoint and, you know, like to get down, because that's what, that's what I was interested in is having more like the, the characters and everybody who plays these characters be more grounded, right? Because, I mean, let's face it, a movie's a movie, a horror movie, you just scream more and lots more blood. You know, as opposed to I don't know the Crown, oh, which I'm watching. And by the way, it's actually pretty good. Are you but anyway, serious? Um, yeah, I'm just getting into wow. it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but you take but you take like what 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 I love about acting and getting to the to the core of you know the relationship with the actors and and you know again this is like really credits to Eric in the way that he wrote like the character development of it all because it's not just you know obviously we're it's we're going for slasher film but it's like a, a slasher film with heart um which so. i think is very you know typical of a lot of the good 80s horror yeah. movies like they yeah. did have heart that was yeah. what makes them so endearing and memorable Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think thoughtfulness really just makes a movie as a whole so much more better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, just to add on to that. More better. Um, yeah, I didn't say it. I was going to, I was going to yeah. call you on it, <laughs> but I let it go and not embarrass you in public. But since you did, <laughs> wow. More I better it, was your option? Okay. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. But like, you know, to, to add on to that, um, it's really, uh, you know, for like, you know, like a horror fan like me to watch movies, horror movies from the 80s in particular, as what we're talking about, character development is, uh, you know, a, a, I want to say like a high key point because, you know, a lot of slashers in the 80s, we, we just, we see a little bit of char character development, but then it's more or less like, the kills are what is what you want to see. You don't care about what this what this Benny kid over here is doing <laughs> with Wendy over here. Like, yeah. um, it's like okay, I want to see how this guy is gonna die. <laughs> you know, 
in the most gruesome, horrific way. But there are some horror movies where um, character building is is very key, and it really helps uh, uh, add that emotional point to a horror film where you actually do care about these characters. And you know, if they're put in a situation where this killer is coming at them, you almost feel like, man. I don't want him to die or, you know, I didn't want her to die. Yeah. It, it's weird. Cause we all are. It's so we're, we're doing our, our interview and we, we see each other. We're on video and we all kind of shake our head and go, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, yeah. You, you make know, the it, audience like not want them to die. Yeah. It's so and or it, after it's we, like oh, the classic scenes where there's multiple people and you know, one of them's going to go, like that moment where the audience has to pick one, like who are they hoping it's going to be? I really, really want us to like put an audience in that position where someone is invested enough in multiple characters that they they don't want to have to pick who. They, they just want them all to live. They want us to make it just to change it. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shockers. After meeting these guys and casting them, I thought, Maybe I should do an April Fool's ending, but no, we're. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this yeah. is like the best of both worlds, just really because what you brought up was, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you very rarely, I think, in horror films, but it is, but they're enduring. But this is, this has got character and it, and it's endearing, but then it's a horror film. So, but what what you were saying, and what even what Kelsey was saying about you know, I mean that's that's the beauty of kind of what what we're working with script wise, um, and I think people, I think they're gonna be surprised um, because again, you know, when we watched um, Dazed and Confused, and we watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, and, and and you know you it finally clicks and you're like, oh crap. The first half of the movie is uh, this character movie, this Dazed and Confused. The last half is just brutal killings. That's and bloody and just that's, you know, people are going to say, man, did you see? They're going to they're going to be confused because did you see the horror movie? It's got great character development. You go, what was that? <laughs> right? So it was character just, development uh, in a horror movie. Right. What right. movie are you talking about? <laughs> right. And then they'll all go see it and it'll be great. That's right. That's right. I would say, um, as an actor, and like Joe, I'd love to hear what you thought. I've never really asked you this. Um, like, so, like I said, I'd always really wanted to be in a horror film, and I hadn't had the opportunity. My first, like, script to read top to bottom, because normally when you're auditioning, they'll give you some of it, or if you get callbacks, then they'll give it to you. But this was my first script to get to read top to bottom, and as I was reading it. Um, I, I was sitting there on my couch and I actually was like, oh, no, like I was audibly reacting to some of these just sl like slasher worthy, just brutal deaths that happened where mm. I just cut to me quietly reading on. Oh, God, like out loud. It was so crazy. Um, and my dad actually came to make sure that I was OK. He was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. It's just I'll tell you later. I gotta keep reading. <laughs> you know, Kelsey, I toned down all of the debts by the time I sent this draft out. <laughs> I have to tell you, when I was reading it, I was like, how are we gonna do this? 
We're going to need that Indiegogo to go well. <laughs> yeah. Horror movies, yeah. Horror movies for me came kind of later in my life. And I kind of in the last few years started liking them and wanting to be an actor. I never really thought I'd get a chance to be in a horror movie like this just because, like, they don't really make these anymore. And if they do, they're just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, yes, but like she said, so yeah, we got the entire script, which was new to me. And I've said this before, but like, I just kind of like, I wanted to just read my lines and just figure that out. But I realized, like, I was like, wait, wait, wait." it was good enough that I went from page one, read through the entire script. I got so invested that I was like, I don't want them to die. And like she said, yes, very, very verbal reactions yelling screaming i would call juliet who is also count uh in the film and like tell her this happened and i just freaked out and after i read that i wanted this part more than any project i auditioned for and i'm just i mm, i just i'm so excited can we film. tell the story about your casting, Joe? Can we please? I love yeah. that story. So um, <laughs> we cast, everybody was so great. It was like we visit, they, they were who I imagined when I wrote. And pretty much everyone except Joe got cast on the spot because we were <laughs> seeing a bunch of other people. Now, Joe is good friends with Juliet, who was another cast member. And she was like, hey, did you audition this guy named Joe? It's like, well, yeah, we were going to give him the part. Then we talked to our other producer, Chaz Patterson. And he was like, well, he Ch- Chaz is the greatest practical jokester in the world. I mean, we've known the guy for at least 20 years. And I don't know if he likes me or not, because he'll go from loving me to throwing a lamp at me that's no joke he's thrown an expensive (laughs) lamp at me and he wanted to mess with joe with juliet so he sent us all these weird questions to ask joe and to his credit joe answered all of them then when we revealed that you know juliet was in on the joke with Chaz. The look on Joe's face was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she texted me like an hour after she auditioned. She was like, I got the part. And I was like, I'm so happy for you. And I was like, I auditioned yesterday. I didn't get anything. <laughs> and then I, like two days later, um, they said like, we'll see you Saturday. And that was like four days away. And just the longest days just knowing like because they didn't say what it was for and oh man they just were long it was intense i was just like we're going over it again and again reading the lines just to try to perfect it in case it was a callback or if they just told me i didn't get it and i even talked to juliet throughout those days i saw her in person and she's just telling me about the film and like what they what you guys told her is going to happen and she just didn't tell me anything about me getting it. And she knew how nervous I was. And then I found out, yeah, then she just pranked me. Yeah, I'm going to have you wear on set. I had, when I, <laughs> I had like the classic actor moment in my audition with y'all because um, 
I don't know if y'all saw La La Land where like she's oh, yeah, there's that it. scene in the beginning where she's auditioning and the like the food comes in and she just like totally you can see that she's like oh they're not paying any attention to me yeah <laughs> so I had that moment where like I was auditioning and I was like talking to them afterwards and I was answering questions and Eric was asking me a few questions and then like he like looks down I was responding and he looks down and starts texting and I was like oh god like classic <laughs> sign of like he's obviously not interested. I didn't get it. Like, they've already decided they're just being nice. And he was like, sorry, I'm texting, like, my grandma or my mom or something. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, I guess. In my mind, fully confident that he's literally just like, get off my screen. Like, I'm done with you in this virtual audition. Like, next. Thank you. Next. And, um, like, a few minutes later, he was like, so, Kelsey, I lied and I wasn't texting my grandmother. And I was like, what oh. <laughs> and he was like i was texting larry we wanted to i just wanted to make sure he was okay with me offering you the part and i was like oh, oh. wait nice. i'm sorry are you offering me the part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the so, yeah. code word nice. at that point in time was super duper yeah <laughs> i helped eric Larry couldn't make it for one audition this is a great story eric uh asked me to fill in for him and help like read lines who plays Dallas and so I was just helping him read his lines and before I got on like 20 minutes before and he's like if you think he's the guy tap your <laughs> nose <laughs> and so we it's about like the third time he's read through and then we were like asking him stuff about his character what he'd do and stuff like that and he was just answering them so perfectly and I was just sitting there going like this I couldn't tell Eric noticed so I was texting I was like no stop no stop no stop <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was really funny. Nice. Yeah, y'all were obnoxious. I think every single person in the cast has some sort of story about how their audition <laughs> faked them out. They mm-hmm. they've got to because honestly, we uh, first of all, it's really hard trying to find good actors. I think no, it, it's pretty true, and um. It's even harder to when you when you find somebody because admittedly, like, you know, I was like, Eric was like, oh, well, what do you think? I said, maybe we should wait. And then he was like, no, but I really like. And then we just started going with it. You know, I mean, at that point, Eric was always texting and I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. He goes, I'm sorry, I got to text my mom. And he's telling all the cast and stuff stuff and then come to find out you know that was the whole thing but it's really we got really lucky with you guys and and really everybody that is in the cast um because the those it's weird because you hear of like you know casting director saying oh we went through thousands of people blah 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 but then we picked the first one that walked through the door oh that's what we did and and it was literally like that and eric no joke he would be like i like how she reads let's do it i said are you sure you go yeah okay super duper right (laughs) and and it that's what it became and i mean it's weird because maybe eric and i are just really naive but it's it's coming really it's working out really nice i don't want to say it's easy because you know, it's up until this point, sure, okay, but then we got to get, we get to go film and, you know, it's, it, 
but it's we've been really really lucky with with you guys right and um we're just really really happy with what we have to work with yeah so yeah yeah so are we so are we yeah it's been super exciting cool thank you the go-go process has been fun, too. It's my first time being, actually, normally when I get on board with a project, the fundraising happens before I get on board. So getting to be a part of the fundraising has been really interesting, too. Like, getting to help pick some of the perks and yeah, tell my friends yeah. about it. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. have some of my best friends are going to be have their face in the movie. It's gonna yeah. be- and it's, it's, it's things like that that I think, you know, Eric and I talk about this all the time, just to, like, let you guys know. But Eric and I talk about how grateful we are to you guys as as the cast um, to do that stuff. Because if it was up to me and Eric, we'd be like, holy moly. <laughs> but but it it's it's satisfying because, you know, we're kind of like. We're in this together in a way, and because I know how it is for actors, I get it right. I get it to be an actor and stuff. There's so many projects, so many things, so many auditions. And then when you do get a part, sometimes the movie might not go for whatever reason. And I get it. I get it. But I think that's why, and I tell this Eric all the time, I I work really hard to do what I say I'm going to do. Because that's that's the kind of filmmaker I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. Right? Because being told, hey, you got the part, and then... Hey, I got it. Yeah, where is it? Well, we never did it. Why? They never said nothing. So, mm. but you know, yeah, that's actually happened. The only other horror film that I've ever been cast in—that's what happened. They like had me sign a contract, and they were like, "Cool, like here's the contract, and then you can sign it." We put a clause in there about like pending, you know, the script because it wasn't mm-hmm. done, and then they never sent me a script, and I—they were like, "Sorry, we're delayed," and then I never heard from them ever again. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it happened. And- just the nature of filmmaking it can be i mean there's an infinite number of things that can go wrong you know the producer and director could decide they don't like each other you can run out of funding the location could fall apart so (laughs) we stopped liking each other 15 years ago yeah this is all business yeah (laughs) we never talk just to talk you know it's it's always on a microphone man always Oh, Eric, Eric what, what's your movie next? I, I got to hear what movie you're making next. Otherwise, um, I'll talk I... to you in 10 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you were asking me, what am I working on next? I was like, no, no, do no. I talk about it now or do I wait? No, uh, Larry's leaving Eric for me. We're making a, a cute little Hallmark style movie together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. We, we, we've just turned the Rude Horror podcast into the awesome Hallmark Channel podcast channel thing hey now yeah <laughs> that's, where, that's where we're going with this we're going we, we're going there we, we talked we, about we, it and eric was like oh yeah and we could write this one scene where like someone dies and i was like no eric get away from my movie <laughs> it's like i mean in film school i only did one horror movie everything else was sort of family movie-ish. Like this one, I've been trying to get this short made for 10 years almost, but it never goes right. And it is the most adorable, cute story you'll ever see. 
Let me that, tell you, Eric, I haven't read your other scripts, but your gift is horror. This script is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till I tell you about fortune cookies after the interview's over. You'll That's like it great. even more. Oh, I'm intrigued. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's great. I, I was going to shoehorn in the fact that, you know, we were talking about a Hallmark type movie. I was going to shoehorn in. Uh, so before I kicked off this intro, we went from Cannibal Holocaust to Hallmark movies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we are not narrow minded at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Broad, 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 broad. people. <laughs> I actually hadn't seen. The, I think a bunch of us in the cast um, hadn't seen the uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 until Eric told us that like that was one of the inspiration films. And he was like, all of you obviously need to go watch it because, duh, you need to know what this movie is about. And I'm a total baby. Like I've seen a bunch of horror films, but I am like a wimp. I've seen most of them through the slits between my fingers. Like I am just a baby. And so... <laughs> When he was like, all right, this is the movie, like part six, you got to go watch it. Jason lives. And I was like, oh, God. I'm not. And it was like around October. So I was like, of course, I'm watching <laughs> right around Halloween. Like, here we go. And um, so we like sat down to watch it, like me and my husband and my dad. And I was like, all right, we like have our cocktails in hand because I was like, <laughs> I need to be drunk for this. And uh, we got like. Mm, I want to say like 30 seconds into the credits before I was like, oh, I do need to be drunk for this, but for a totally different reason. <laughs> yeah, that was I the only 13th movie I've seen was Jason Lives. So that really? was kind of lucky for me. Yeah, I think that and, oh, that and Jason in Manhattan or Takes Manhattan. Okay, That's a good one. I see. I love Jason Takes Manhattan because as you got to remember, in first grade, I'm from Jersey. I went as Jason to the school, you know, Halloween thing. And then seeing Jason, who's from New Jersey, by the way, going to Manhattan, where I would go with my grandfamily, with my grandpa and, you know, grandma, and then seeing him in Times Square was amazing to me. But then I grew up and found out it was Vancouver, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> Don't be disappointed. Vancouver is amazing. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not Times Square. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's not Times Square. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. When I went to uh, Days of the Dead in Chicago a couple years back, Kane Hodder was there. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I took my um, Friday 13th Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan VHS tape with me to go get signed. And I didn't know if I was going to... Uh, get anything signed by him because just because there's so many celebrities there and and the big one was linda blair which my wife loves the exorcist like it's her favorite movie of all time and so you know of course i had to have my wife meet her and she is rather expensive i'll say oh, that yeah. but uh so i was like you know i you know i brought a bunch of stuff with me just in case well later on that night kane hodder's table kind of died down so like, let's just go up there and talk to him. So we went up there and uh, I just decided to say, okay, I'll get a signature from him. And so I, I pulled this tape out and he's like, whoa, like VHS tape. And then he's like, he's like, I got a little trivia for you. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> so he's looking at this tape. Right. And he's like, he's like, yes or no. Is this the original 
release tape that you have. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, Kane Hodder's asking me a question in a movie he's in. <laughs> so, so I said, oh, I think I have the original one. And he kind of looks at me like, you know, this killer look in his face, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at Jason, oh, you know, yeah. and all I hear is this pause. And I'm like, oh, shit, did I say the wrong, you know, <laughs> the wrong thing? And he's like, he's like, you're right. He's like, this is. So I have the original wow. VHS release from uh, whatever year that was, 1980. I think it was 88. Is it 88? Yeah, 88, 89. Yeah, around there. And he's like, he's like, you know how I could tell? And I'm like, no, I'm like, how could you tell, you know? Because, I mean, you know, it looks like the original, but there's always reprints and whatnot. So he he's explained to me on the back that there is a critic um, lines about, uh, uh, you know, the character in the movie. He's like, this is the only release where they ever actually said his name, Kane Hodder. Uh, wow. You know, instead of instead of Jason did a did a great performance, they said Kane Hodder. You know, I forgot what the actual quote was, but you know, Kane Hodder did Still a great performance, or you know, something like that from from a critic, and uh, and it's on the box. I was like, holy crap! I never guessed that that was how you could tell. I just want to explain to the cast: Kane Hodder played Jason four times. No other person ever played Jason. Well, no, no other person played ever played most. Jason more than once because remake Jason gets killed by Kane Hodder in Takes Manhattan. So that's where I always get confused. The guy who played Jason in the remake is gets killed by him in the in the diner scene. Right, because he played a yeah. stunt man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is that is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Kane, if you ever if you ever meet him, he is he's such a cool guy. And uh well, my wife was pregnant at the time and uh when we met him and uh we didn't know what we were having either a boy or a girl at the time. And he's like, Well you know what you gotta name the baby, right? We're like, <laughs> he's like, You gotta name him Kane. <laughs> so like, okay, you know. <laughs> But then we end up having a girl. When, did you take a picture <laughs> with him? And did he choke you out? No, you know what? Now, this is another story. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into it. But he actually was, like, being super cool with me. And he didn't choke me out. He actually had his arm around me. Legit, like, like we're cool hanging out. Guys, guys he's um, known to choke out people. When he takes a picture, he'll put your his hands around your wrist, around your throat. And he'll choke you like MMA choking. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way Eric makes him out. To yeah. Me, I mean, he's, but no, he's, he's actually a sweetheart cool from what guy. I've seen. Yeah. It's just a lot of fans, I think, want him to do that. And so yeah. he just kind of, you know, does yeah. that because, you know, he's Jason Voorhees, you know. Gives the people what they want. See, <laughs> I go right. Victor Crowling now when it comes to Kane. That's yeah. my. F I don't go Jason anymore. I go Victor Crowling. Right. Yeah, and he does an awesome job, kind of reinventing yeah. himself, which I think is awesome. And you know, it's it's really sad because I know Kane really wanted to be Jason in Freddy versus Jason. Oh, like he yeah. he really wanted that. He wanted to go up against Robert England. 
and just for whatever reason the studio shot that idea down or you know so he was pretty bummed about it and uh he actually uh was in like some adam green holliston the tv show they did like a whole arc about that yeah he 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 was almost like making fun of himself because of that like they're kind of writing in jokes about how he wasn't jason and you know (laughs) Uh, Freddie versus Jason. So he was almost kind of making fun of himself just, you know, just to kind of as motivation to, to keep going forward and whatnot. And then, you know, Adam Green kind of reinvented and reinvented him in the horror genre or in the slasher genre with Hatchet. Let me ask you guys, um, what makes a horror film so... A, such like a, a cult thing in in your guys eyes and this is everybody but what 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 makes a horror film iconic or something that that you remember it by i think i don't know i mean for me uh it has to do with like watching a horror movie is such an experience especially like the first time that you're watching one it is such an experience. And so for me, like the ones that like stick out in my mind and the ones that I really remember are the ones that like the experience of watching it was particularly memorable. Um, and sometimes it's not even because it was necessarily like the best. Sometimes it's just because like I was with the right group of people right. and it was the right time and it was just meant to be. And so we watched this mediocre horror film that will forever be my favorite or whatever. Um, and I think other times it's, you know, I think it's always the experience for me and whether it's like a, a mediocre movie with the right group of people or it really is just an incredible movie. And so it doesn't matter. Like, it's going to be memorable. I think that for me, it's just the experience of like the first time that I watch it, if I'm like really, really sucked into it and like my brain just explodes repeatedly, then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is a good movie. <laughs> I think it's... Just like for those movies in particular, like all those slashers in the 80s, I think it was just kind of like almost like the idea of them and like the environment they created where they're kind of just like cheap movies that like all kind of always do the same thing. But like the main focus is always like the kills and then like how like many people would see that like in groups and like hang out with friends and how people do that nowadays where they just watch those and like they just like kind of laugh and just have a good time because they know what they're watching is like. I mean, it's not taking itself too seriously. They're not taking it too seriously. And I think, like, that enjoyment through, like, um, I just, yeah. Like, that just that mutual kind of enjoyment of just, like, what they're watching and how they're aware. And I think for horror movies, the, um, those ones in particular are, like, entertaining, scary, but also fun. Okay. Right um, on, right for- on. For me, it has to go to two things. The characters. Like, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be Tommy Jarvis. The younger Tommy Jarvis. You know, the Corey Hain one. Or all the kids from the Monster Squad. But now as I get older, it's the discovery of the film. Like on our Smells Like Teen Horror podcast, me, Larry, and Real Dylan... Um, the other host of the show, we talked about the movie from the mutilator, a.k.a. Fall Break. 
<laughs> now, I've heard about that movie for years, but when me, Larry, and Dylan discovered it, would it be easy to say we became obsessed with everything about that movie? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and why is that, Eric, you think? I think mainly because, like I said, with the cult movie thing, I've only heard of it but never seen it. Same thing with Dylan and with you. And we discovered this thing, this treasure together. But 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 what is it that what is it that makes it a tre uh, a, a treasure? I think because we all bonded over the crate that movie in particular, the crazy over the topness of the mutilator, aka Fall Break. I mean, it's a slasher movie that has a '90s sitcom, sitcom opening theme song. <laughs> fall Break. Yeah. Fall I... Break. Fall yeah. Break. See what I'm saying? It's the experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think experience has a lot to do with it. And, you know, especially like 80s horror movies, you almost have to watch it with a group of people just to, to, you know, someone can make a comment like, oh, you know, look at that idiot, or you know, what? Like, I mean, just don't go anything. in there. Don't go in like, there. Yeah, what is he, an idiot? Like, don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've been talking about for Hillsborough Road um, briefly. Like, we all talked about like the premiere after we filmed it and once it's edited and ready to be released. We've talked about like what kind of premiere we could have, um, and when we mentioned doing like a you know a drive-in if the pandemic is still going on or maybe just a drive-in because that's a great experience um yeah. or just like having some sort of premiere where we can all watch it together like everybody jumped on it and people were like i will travel for that like i will be <laughs> there for that because you want that experience of like horror movies are meant to be group films they're just mm -hmm. meant to be yeah, yeah. For me, it's to the point, Kelsey, when I go, I always go to the movies by myself 97% of the time because I'm a very lonely single guy, but also, like I, I don't want to be bothered. But when I go to a movie, um, I think that Tom Savini said, Marcus, I find that one group of people that I know are going to jump and scream through the whole movie. So it's like I'm watching it. There's a group of young teenagers there. I want to see them get terrified during this, like with Ouija Origins right. of Evil. Love that movie. I think it's Mike Flanagan's best movie. I liked it oh, wow. more than Dr. Sleep. I'll go that far. Really? Yeah, I had that's so a, much fun. That's in a it. high praise in an area I didn't think would be a high praise. I thought <laughs> it was so much fun, but when I saw it, there were this there was this group of teenagers there watching it and they were so terrified of the movie it upped my enjoyment of it. I actually have an experience seeing that exact movie where I went with my uh, fr uh, friend group of mine to it and a 37-year-old guy creeped you out cuz he was watching you. That was me. <laughs> was it? That was not safe. No, but it was actually we uh, so it was one of those fold out chairs, and we were in the very top back row. And me and my friend, uh, we decided to go behind the chairs, and then right at the right moment, we all jumped out and like scared all of our friends and uh, girls and stuff, and 
<laughs> they like it was screamed. the girls, wasn't it? It had so, to be the girls. Those girls, those girls, and they just screamed so loud. I was the so one getting loud. dragged to the movies because I was like, I don't want to go. They're gonna scare me. I don't want to go. And they're like, No, no, we won't scare you. And then just like that, they're jumping out from behind the seats. It's fine. <laughs> they all like I, it because I like tend to scream whenever <laughs> I'm. I get startled. Is like I'm, I'm a shrieker when I get startled. See, I'm a practical jokester, Kelsey. You should have never said that. Cause be careful. I, I have been known planning. to hurt. Like I've, I have hit people before. Like when they've scared me, I like Oops. have like punched oh, people wow. and stuff. Oh, now, now I have a goal. You <laughs> can't just, you know, I, we're going to need to sign some sort of like not liable something. Right. Cause I'm not getting sued when you jump out of from behind some set piece. Okay, so uh, hang on. Let me make notes here. Do yeah. not be around Eric Kasloff when he <laughs> scares Kelsey half to death. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys a story. Um, back like when I was in high school and I went with a group of friends to a horror movie. I think the movie was... Uh, it was like The American Haunting or An American Haunting. Okay, like the, the Bell Witch movie, right? Yeah. And uh, for some reason, we were like the only people in the movie theater. So we had free roam of sitting wherever we wanted. And uh, so, which is very odd because there's always at least a couple people in a movie theater. Well, this particular one we went to, I don't know, I guess everyone just didn't want to see it or something. But so we, we ended up going though. And Whenever you get close to a jump scene, I had this one friend. It was really hilarious at the time. But whenever there'd be like somewhere like, you know, someone's going to reach out and grab someone, he would actually like be almost standing on his seat and he'd be like, Ooh, like he would like jump up, like stand yeah. up like someone is grabbing him. And we're just like, what? Like <laughs> we're just laughing, you know, just having a good time because <laughs> he was making a scene of, um, you know, like, Really going over the top of just being funny, just because we were the only ones in the movie theater. Right, because he could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't like, really I, have like those experiences with movies that aren't really horror films. No, you can't. It's everyone's got even. I mean, even people who don't like horror films, like everyone's got that at least one story of like, oh well, I don't like horror movies, but this one time I saw this one, and like whether they admit it or not, like they have a soft spot in their heart for that movie. Because the experience was bonding. Mm -hmm. Well, deep down inside, everybody likes to be scared. I mean, when you look at the kids' movies that we grew up watching, Marcus, Larry, and I guess you guys will fit into this too, more so in the 80s, a lot of those big adventure movies were terrifying when you really look at them. You know, it was always like The Lady in White terrifying disney's the black cauldron they don't talk about that movie anymore i know and even today what you know toy story 3 spoiler warning there's a scene where all the toys almost die and that was pretty scary you know and then the you look at the scariest part huh? oh my god that monkey was terrifying <laughs> and things like um goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark deep down everybody like yeah goosebumps everybody likes to be scared there's some people like you know me and you marcus we get really really into it while others it's trust upon them 
I think one of the things that I like so much about what y'all are doing and what what we're what Joe and I are getting to join in on doing for Hillsborough Road is like you're making it like scary again. Like a lot of the horror movies these days are becoming stressful and not scary. So like they're very tense and they're very very stressful. I mean they and they are scary too, but like that's not their main layer, right? The main layer is just intense stress and y'all are just making a movie that's just fun and scary again i am glad you brought that up are you gonna throw in a tagline now yeah you know the tagline for this movie is make horror fun again and we completely came up with that on our own that's not a joke about anything else make (laughs) horror fun again is our motto you know, Eric, his whole thing when he when we started because he came out, hey, he goes, hey, I got an idea. I was like, what? He goes, you know, what if we do like make horror fun again? Should we do it? Make horror fun again or make it great again? And then we had our little discussion. But then but then he was like, but then we started talking about it. And he's like, you know, I said, well, go ahead, explain it to me. Like, talk to me about it. And he's like, you know, these days. Everything is so it it talks to society, you know. It 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 says something or it's supposed to mean something. He goes, really, what all all I want to do with Hillsborough Road is just have fun and make people die. It's just a bunch of kids <laughs> going where they're not supposed to be, and they end up dying. And that's the fun part, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay, the fun not, part. We're not here for social commentary at Hillsborough no, Road. No, like you can. No. Will not be a polarizing film. You can safely go to that with any member of your family. Exactly. You know, and actually, that is the thing. So, and I don't know if it's going to turn off a lot of people who love '80s horror because Eric and I know, and probably you guys know, '80s horror was all about like like the connotation of sex, and they were probably like smoking weed, and they were dying. Well, we have the dying down. We have no nudity. We have no real profanity. But Sorry. yet it's so it's so adult. And in it, it's like a fun adult because of the blood. And yeah. and people that watch it, they'll get it and I think they'll they'll sit there and they go, you know, the whole thing with Eric and I've kind of adopted it too is we want people to watch this and be like, they, they walk out and go, oh my God, that was so, so bloody and it was so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, I want people to go into this movie with all their problems, you know, their worries about life, stress, and then for at least, you know, an hour and a half, forget about all their problems and just smile. Like I always say, you know, a24 i know everybody loves them they're so great all of their movies are boring midsummer shot wonderful beautiful movie boring <laughs> mess me up eric um, don't get us started on midsummer don't again. get me started <laughs> hereditary hereditary <laughs> boring that director has one st- that I, I forget his name but he has hit on ari aster yeah, yeah he has one story. It's a cult. That's all it it's is. I mean, it's summer was great when it was called the Wicker Man. <laughs> Not the Nicholas Cage Wicker Man. That's so funny. 
Yeah. Well, but what, if H24 you... wants to sponsor this movie, we, we're maybe okay with it. No, okay. no, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Good. Wipe that out. But if well, any hey. kind of blood or latex company want to, yeah. FX company, we're, we're down with that. Yeah, we're here Machetes, for that. weapons, hey, bring it on. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, like what, yeah, so maybe we get on the conversation of like, what are fun horror movies? Like we say, let's make Friday horror fun Thursday, again. Part six, Jason lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably the main one. We got to go, come on, killer clowns from outer space. Yes. Super yes. fun. The first hatchet, super fun. The sleepaway camp sequels. Sleepaway mm-hmm. camp one, yeah, it's the best, but come on, man. Two is so much fun. They, they took of- the Freddy approach, they made the first one serious. And then the sequels, all right, let's have exactly. fun with it. Yep. And yeah. I got, you know, with that, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, to me, is a lot of fun. Return of the Living Dead 2 is a lot of fun. That one what that one gets guys? a lot of hate for some reason. Even though I, I, love, I, I love it. Because when I was a kid, <laughs> it was on HBO all the time. You could not turn on HBO without Return of the Living Dead 2 being on Right. And hey, I will even say Return of the Living Dead Part 3, I did like. Rave, like um, Grave to the Rave or something? What no, was it? No, it was the pretty much the love story between uh, okay, the, yeah. the drummer kid, which his dad owned or is like high up in the military that's in charge of that this zombie canister stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, his girlfriend gets infected and it's like this big, it is like a love story, but it's a horror movie because there is some very, very grotesque uh, special effects in that movie. But um, I will say um, don't watch the Twilight movies. Watch (laughs) Return of the Dead Part 3. That is a way better (laughs) night movie. Twilight movies. I've never seen them in my life. Uh, (laughs) I don't really care to I like I really yeah I really do like those older ones and I've seen some really obscure ones like this summer I saw y'all ever seen the ice cream man I think it's called oh my god yes Yes. so I very luckily I have a brother who an older one who loves horror and he very much loves those older ones that were like that and he gets them on DVD all the time and on VHS and it's great like and so when I got this, like, heard about this film, it was great to, like, kind of connect, like, connect with him like, and watch all those, like, movies that were very similar to, like, what we're making. And I also, like, new, like, modern ones. I, I thought the new It movies were really fun, too, because they had that bit of comedy and that character bit. But, yeah, they got serious at times, too. And right. if there, and if we, there's a movie that, like, we can't really find that's older that we want to see, I'll just watch, like, A Kill Count. Like the YouTube channel. I like You'll James Agenese. He's pretty good. I think he's, yeah, he's entertaining. And I'll just watch those. All right. There's one, like, I think, like, Carnage Count. Is that the one? No, Kill Count is James Agenese. He was in the documentary, um, Pierce, what was the one? The 80, the four-hour-long 80s horror oh, documentary. Into the Darkness? Enter the Darkness. Yeah, he was a big yeah. part of that. What about okay. you, Kelsey? What are other than Jason Lives? What are some fun horror movies you can think of? 
I gotta be honest, y'all kind of introduced me to the fun horror <laughs> genre. Cause like all of the horror movies that I ever watched, like my mom was where I got my start with horror movies and she was like really big into like Ghost Ship was like one of her favorites. Oh, great uh, opening kill. Oh, it's so good. It, I was like seven or eight when I saw it. So it was a little epic for me, but like now I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so like she liked a lot more of the, like the ring was one of her favorites. Um, what was the one? Chain, Changeling? The one with the ball, the boy with the ball. Oh yeah, Changeling. Great Changeling. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she really liked that one. So like those are the movies that like I, I ended up going down that genre. And then like as I got older, I kind of switched more into like the psychological stuff. And so like y'all kind of introduced me to this like fun horror genre where like I had always kind of peripherally known that it was out there. But I just never, you know, you sort of have to have somebody like take you by the hand and be like, no, no, you need to watch this. Um, And for me, y'all were that. So, so far, it's going to be this movie that we're making and part six are going to be the only ones that I've seen. And I just have to like start taking notes from you and like accruing other fun ones. Well, when we, you know, get on set during our off time, like I'll, I'll bring some movies for us to watch just to get us in the mood Oh, wait, 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 wait. You said off time. Where where are you going to get off time at? <laughs> you know, during like dinner and stuff like that. And we have I'll to wrap for the day eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh. or I think most of our shoots are going to be at night. So they are. So we'll have to wrap for the, but you know, for the quote unquote day at like, what time does the sun rise? 7 a.m.? We'll wrap. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I, right. yeah I've been on get those. Your, nice get your bowl of cereal. And we're about to watch a horror movie. <laughs> I have been on those started. Started. Well, the call time is like four o'clock, and they're like, "Yep, we're gonna start filming. The sun sets at eight. Like, right? Awesome. Right. It's weird. Oh. I've like, um, I've actually thought about that. I was talking about it with my best friend, and I was like, I think I'm gonna have to like become nocturnal for at least a week. You know, however long, because you know, there's a Truck lot. Of, a there's a lot in this, and so there's gonna be. I'm sure it's going to be, a, you know, at least a week of like filming, yeah. And, uh, you know, principal photography and stuff. And I was I kept thinking about the Game of Thrones, like the when they were talking about how like everyone was nocturnal for that first episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like 56 days of like just completely reversing their sleep schedules. And I was Ooh. like, OK, cool. so I'm going to get to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> I, I think have that'll insomnia, be so it won't be a problem for me. No. I think we, I think just with the the whole cast that'll be there, I think it will. I think we won't get too bored. It'll be like a reverse sleepover. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know that that's Black the thing Elk too is we're gonna have so like with our Indiegogo. I think the last time we were here, we were just kind of putting it together, and Marcus, I think. Um, but now you know we're we're kind of like right smack dab in the middle of our Indiegogo. And um, I'm glad you guys brought that up because we're, we're going to do is uh, for one of the perks, we have a yearbook and it's going to be like half in world and half behind the scenes. And then the people who, who contribute to that yearbook, they get to have their name and picture in the memoriam section. So they're dead because of the pig bull. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, um, we're going to have the cast and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of behind the scenes oh, and that, cause we're going to have them take pictures and we're going to put it in this photo book as like a cool little memento 
uh, of of the shoot that people and you know this is one thing I mean I would love you know because you guys were talking about VHS and stuff that's one of the perks too is we've got a VHS copy um that is uh, my pet project marcus i know we're both wrestling fans to me it's the way tony khan treats aew or the way triple h treats nxt you know that special extra tender loving care that i'm putting into it yes yeah no that that's awesome um will you do like uh like you know, talking VHS, will you be doing like a clamshell or slipcase style? More than likely, slipcase. Okay. The design I, is so cool, and all mm. props go to Larry for that. I mean, that yeah, graphic great, is, great job. Oh my gosh, Thank it you. is like when you first showed that to us, because like he showed it to us before it was released, obviously. And when you first showed that to us, I like stopped what I was doing and was like. <laughs> Y'all have to see this. This is this is how I know I'm gonna be in an awesome movie. Like this yeah. is so cool. Yeah. I think uh, if I'm ever like in a group of people, like we talked about, and I like pull that out, I think it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, we're like, you want to watch this movie? Like, oh god, this old like, classic. It's, it's <laughs> right? kind see, of cover that like if I were walking down the aisles of Blockbuster, like I would have stopped and been like, what is this? Like it's yeah. it's great. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfectly encapsulates. And I was just so proud of Larry when he did it for all the stickers that he put. And um, our production company and our podcast network is something, something. It's the something, something podcast, something, something films. And he put something, something video on, you know, the cover of the VHS cover, like, you know, that there's a something, something video store in <laughs> in the movie right. you know the universe of the movie yeah like yeah. like the distributor you always see them on the spines or yeah. uh you know the back of the cover or something yeah mm -hmm. yep Absolutely. very cool yeah yeah we got a we got a lot of cool stuff marcus man we got i mean you know and and it's funny because it's as a filmmaker it's so collaborative um but you're afraid I and I'm not afraid and I'm not but I know how it is to work with other like cast like not cast but crew um because and I was just talking to this to uh, uh maybe it was you Eric no another filmmaker um about seeing if they knew any any good sound people because it's just ah oh, man it's just really really hard to not give up control but to let other people kind of say they know how to do stuff when they kind of don't know how to do stuff because that that's the worst thing that could happen is the you know we do the first day and the guy comes in and goes oh man i've done sound all blah blah, blah and talking up and talking outside of his mouth and everything else and to it's just it's very very difficult to yes. Especially on a horror film, like sound specifically too, because like that's horror and like action are the two like hardest genres for sound because you go from like dead silence where like all you hear is the snap of a twig to yeah. like blood curdling screams. Yeah. And that has to be like 
recorded in a way that it doesn't blow out the equipment. And then of course it's gotta be mixed at the end. Um, she and knows. So yeah. You've gotta have somebody who knows what they're doing, right? Because yeah. they've gotta be able to listen for that right then and be like, yeah, sorry, this wasn't, I, I peaked and this wasn't adjust. I gotta fix, we gotta redo it, you know? And yeah. if they don't know that and you get into the editing room, like we're all gone. Like we've all, all the actors have scattered. We've moved on to different projects. Like we, yeah. I mean, you can't just grab us again and do it. It's, it's yeah. definitely, tricky mm -hmm. yeah right Which yeah it's is... very important and then like you know also even something else is really important for horror movies um the the music the soundtrack uh do you guys have anything lined up for uh do you have someone doing the soundtrack or what you want to talk about that Larry? Larry just got Larry so... looks so excited <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So early on, it's it's amazing. You know, when you let people know, like you're doing a, a horror film and they don't know the budget and they don't know whatever. We were contacted, the very first band that contacted us, because Eric, you know, put out, it's an 80s horror film, uh, 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 a horror 80s band. No, not a horror, but a rock band, like an 80s, like Iron Maiden rock band. Yeah, they are from Italy. They contacted mm -hmm. us, and and we've met with them, and we're gonna have them, we're gonna have them do our theme song for this nice. thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and what um, was great? What was great, Marcus? When I talked to them, they got all the references. I was like, I want this to be like the Shocker soundtrack, and they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, we love that movie. Right, and it was right. Just perfect. We were, we, we, all the references I can think of was like, you know, I want it to feel like Man Behind the Mask. I want it to be like the cover of No More Mr. Nice Guy or Dream Warriors. And they got, he got everything. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we just recently um, talked to a guy. Um, and actually we met him on our something, something podcast. Uh, he, he's going to do, I think we're, we're going to be talking to him. We're going to talk to him about doing music beds and synthesizers and like all the great horror eighties stuff that, you know, like you're accustomed to. So, um, right. but yeah, no, it, it's pretty, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's, that is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, like this, I don't know, this is just like my opinion, but like, what I really love in like uh, 80s and not necessarily horror movies, but like, you know, 80, 80s films where they have like that high pitch, like uh, guitar school, like scream, like, yeah. like, I know it's hard to, you know, yeah. do my voice. You know like, yeah. You know, I just, I just love like the toms of the drums, like, do, 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 you know, just like, I love that. That's, and yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. That's it. You know, here's the deal. It um, just screams 80s to me, and I oh, love it when I do it. see 80s films that throw that in there. Like, did, did it, every, anybody on here, everybody that's on, do you guys know the band Poison? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Eric, he loves... Actually, Eric, tell him, because it's such a good analogy for what, what we're trying to do. Well, you know, we were interviewed by someone and they were asking if our movie is anything like um, Terrifier. And I had to tell them, no, you know, if I had to compare our movie to something, it would be music. Terrifier is Slayer, Rain and Blood. We're <laughs> the 
Where the poison song talk dirty to me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I gotta yeah. say that again. Why I'm a big, that the slogan. I'm a huge <laughs> Beatles fan. I saw Paul McCartney in concert, but my favorite thing ever in music is CC pick up that guitar and make it talk to me. Yeah. If I can get an inch of that coolness into Hillsborough Road, I would be very happy. Oh man, you cast That's the wrong awesome. people. None of us are cool. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not a cool guy. You you know my relationship history after Saturday. You know I, I do. do not come close to being cool. I do. That, that's my point. Deep. You are not cool enough to put an inch of that coolness into this movie. It, it all falls to us, and we are not cool enough. Good luck, Damn. Joe. Well, you can always pull, like, a shock him dead and just have, like, the main character be, like, this nerd kid, and then, like, <laughs> he sells his soul to the devil, and then he's this, this rock and roll, <laughs> you know, god. There you go. And then all the girls awesome. want him and whatnot. <laughs> That's a totally different movie. It's that's a that's a cool eighties film if if y'all ever I think actually it. it's early nineties, my bad. But it it definitely screams eighties vibes. I'll oh, say that. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. Um man. Well, I know this is uh the time that this show is airing is in December. So, you know, a lot of a lot of Christmas horror movies are being thrown around on my social media. Uh, do you guys have any uh, favorite Christmas horror type movies? Jack Frost. Not the <laughs> Michael Keaton one, the killer <laughs> snowman one with the girl from American Pie. Um, yeah. I love um, Silent Night. But mm. I also really like um, the f- first Black Christmas remake. I haven't seen the third, the the other remake, but the the one that came out last year was so bad. I won't see it, dude. See, that's that's all I've heard. I saw my brothers; we all hated it. I haven't even, yeah, sorry, but I haven't seen any of the other Black Christmases. But the original is a masterpiece, and the the remake, the that's what they tell me. Early two thousands remake was great, but I want to know what Kelsey would pick as a good Christmas horror movie. So yeah, my response to that question was there's a genre of Christmas horror movies. Dude, Gremlins. 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 Seen that. Oh. <gasps> oh my god. You've never seen Gremlins? I know. I don't tell my dad. I'll probably get disowned. Really what? He's supposed to have shown it to me anyway. Yeah, uh, AMC has it always on now. Because that's so now it's a Christmas. So classic. you don't know the three rules. <gasps> I know that there's something about water. Yeah. And I know there's I know that there's a scene that in the kitchen that my dad references about microwaves and blenders. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I magwai I think is a, either a species or a name. A and hey, she knows a lot about gremlins. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah. So like I know that I should have seen it. I just haven't. That's your homework assignment for December. Watch Listen, Gremlins. I am a Hallmark girl. 
If you think for a second I'm going to give up a Hallmark Christmas movie. For hey, a Elizabeth Shue has this really great scene about Santa Claus that, oh, it's so Hallmark. Well, Call me in October and then I'll watch it. What about <laughs> like, I have this great Halloween movie for you to watch. It's a horror movie called Gremlins. I'll be like, all right. It's Christmas horror. What about you, Joe? Um, the, I, so the first time I ever actually got excited to see a horror movie was the movie Krampus. <gasps> That's yeah. another yeah. And I, that was the first time I ever got excited for one. And that's also one that's kind of fun, too. There's a yeah, lot of comedy totally. in that one. It really, yeah. it really screams gremlins in a way. Just, it does. You know, oh, my God. Fine. I will watch this movie. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, yeah. There's a lot of creepy, cro- like, little things attacking them. And You see, no, Chelsea, Kelsey, Gremlins is really a heartfelt movie. It's just it gets creepy and it's fun, scary, not like. The original script was full-on horror, if you ever get a chance to read it. Mm. But it's fun. It's cozy horror, is how I'll describe it. Cozy yeah. horror. It's a little goofy, so too. Does it take place at Christmas? Is that why it's a Christmas yeah. horror? Yeah, uh, yep. So it's like, like Die Hard. hard. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more Christmas-ier than Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he gets, he gets uh, Gizmo as a present. Gizmo, that's the same. My dad's thinking yeah. of getting a dog, and I was talking about it. I was like, you could name it Gizmo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. But yeah. he He's could. a cute little critter. <laughs> but hey, uh, before, before I forget, I do want to mention, so I'm sure you all have seen A Christmas Story, right? The same <laughs> yeah. guy who directed um, Black, Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. The original Black Christmas. Mm. So he, he's made, like, the best family christmas movie ever and he's and also best... made one of the best horror movie christmas movies of all time he also made baby geniuses but we don't talk about that like you say paul blart geniuses. all right um, bob fine. clark oh bob clark yeah but yeah I, I you know it's one thing like i know people talk about it more nowadays that oh yeah you know the christmas story director made black christmas but you know, really, that hasn't really, like, I don't know. A lot of people don't, I don't think, realize that. I don't think that's common knowledge. Yeah, it's probably not common knowledge. But, Too yeah, bad. so he's he's definitely made uh, some terrific movies. And, you know, it's it's really, like, surreal to think that he can make the best of both worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Joe's writing it down. He's got he's got <laughs> a movie list for, yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. I've heard a lot of funky names today. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this one out. I know it's not Christmas, but uh, for a fun horror movie, check out Dead Alive. Oh, my gosh. I, that's way too much for them. Is they won't much? handle that ending. No, I don't want okay. to get them to there yet. We got to slowly build them <laughs> up to Dead Alive. This no, Peter Jackson went from doing that movie to directing the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. His early work, he he made several horror films and they were like terrific. I mean, like yeah. they were over the top but just awesome. Oh. And uh you know, then he went on to make, you know, the bigger films like King Kong, Lord of the Rings and 
I don't know. I don't know what he's doing now. He needs to. Maybe he needs to take a step back into the horror. I think genre I've seen a bit list. of Dead Alive, and it was very, very graphic. You probably it, saw the lawn, the lawnmower yeah. scene, is what I'm thinking. Something like that. Yeah. But it's it's very comical though. Like mm-hmm. it is so over the top. It's it's hilarious. That's cool. But I then... just remembered. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. But, yeah, go ahead. I just remembered a a fun horror movie that I have seen. Because remember, I said that I was cast in a horror film before this, so yeah. I was doing research for that, and so I was seeing what else that director has made, and he made a movie called Lowriders versus Zombies from Space, and that was super over the top. That's cool. <laughs> Sounds very over the top. No one here has seen. You've stumped me. <laughs> I think it's yeah. on Prime. You, I think it's like a twenty-minute movie. Go and watch it. It's really. Let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now. I think it is. Yeah, it's on. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime subscription, you can just go watch it and enjoy your life. And it got tonight. five stars out of ten on IMDb. Ooh, wow, man! I'm gonna have to go watch it tonight. Yeah, when you when you when you stomp Eric and and Marcus, you really <laughs> yeah. done. You you you've derailed the train. Right, I'm I'm awesome. really basking in this moment. <laughs> you derailed the train of Busan right now. <laughs> I See want it. these guys to talk about their favorite perks that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Let's hear Kelsey first. Well, Eric knows my favorite perk. My favorite perk is I think it's the most popular perk. Actually, last I checked. Is the um, for thirty dollars? I think it is. um, You can, or maybe it's twenty five. You can get your face on a missing persons Uh, poster. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, that is without a doubt, that is my favorite perk because, like, both selfishly and like, if I was not involved in the movie, like if I wasn't involved in the movie, I would be like, at twenty five dollars to have my face on a missing persons poster in a horror film, absolutely. And then also selfishly, like I can't as an actor wait to be on a set where like all of my friends and family are like missing in the background. <laughs> Trust me, when we get there, um, it, it's my it's my circle that's papering that town. <laughs> I love that, that. That's a good point because like look at Donnie Darko for instance. Mm-hmm. When Frank's missing, you know, when uh, the missing uh, persons flyers around like frank was an iconic character in the movie yeah. uh you know so maybe maybe the person that's uh the missing persons in your guys film could be a, a show stealer yeah mm, there you go Gosh, yeah. That's crazy aren't there like i think there's like 60 slots available or something like that yeah. right yeah, yeah going fast though yeah and they and- are going fast it's i mm-hmm. think like i said i think it's the most popular perk because you can it is you can buy it and then you can have like your face and either your actual name or you can make up a name if you want, like some anonymity. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like get some actual airtime. Yeah. Yeah. Screen time. Yeah. Eric went back and he rewrote the scene um, specifically to fit all of the. Uh... So we can get more FaceTime yeah. for yeah. all the um, people who donate to that one. Yeah. It's and... much better now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good care. It's a good not character builder, but like a, a story developer. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Really good story developer. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about you, Joe? What's your favorite perk? For me, it was the missing persons because it's easy to get a credit and you get to see your face, but I'm going to choose something else. So my second favorite, I think it's $27, but it's the VHS copy. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. 60 60 Well, yes. worth it. Close. Yeah. Worth we, it. We talked about the cover. We talked about how cool yeah. it is. Yeah. And just... It's kind of a VHS and just kind of what that means and kind of just just what, it what it's represents. like to own one. And it's yeah. such a retro piece nowadays. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very much. So that's my favorite. And, you know, if people did, like they don't have VHSs, you can go and you can buy one, I think, now from Amazon or go to the Goodwill oh, yeah. or Salvation Army, um, because I think yeah, I think the it's a lost art that um that i know eric is into and and marcus i i would venture to say because i see your collection right over there with your shoulder yes all your vhs i'm (laughs) i'm i love talking vhs a big thing to it is i'm a huge jack white fan of the white stripes and third man records and all you know the way he talks about vinyl music that's how i feel about vhs tapes I mean, they just put out the new uh, Friday the 13th box set, and Mm -hmm. I I want it, but my thought is, man, any jabroni could buy that. A real G would go after all of those movies on VHS. Like, I just bought a Jason Lives on eBay for like 20 bucks, and I was so happy with it. Right on. Yeah, and... And then, you know, then you can go down the rabbit hole of, you know, well, what kind of release of it? Because, I mean, there's a, so many releases have, that were put out. I have every North America release of Scream on VHS, including a copy with a commentary track that Miramax put out just for certain people. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. That is interesting, actually. Usually those are just slapped on the DVDs. Mm-hmm. But I don't think in this case. Are you excited for the new Scream, Eric? Oh, so much. So I'm <laughs> going to derail a little bit. Hillsboro Road takes place in the 80s because it could only take place in the 80s. And I love 80s horror movies. I was a teenager in the 90s, and Randy was the first time I saw me in a movie. Because usually as a little kid, man, I can't wait to be like that one day. But then it was like, oh, my God, I'm Randy. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't you know in horror movies, never. uh, (laughs) What is it? Uh, Say, I'll be back. Drink. Yes. What was the other one, too? Don't never say hello. Say greetings. Who were we on? with and they talked about that i think that was the horror heads was it yeah no it was baron it was baron he said never say hello because you're gonna die say greetings so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it makes yeah it makes yeah, sense in the horror cool. in the horror world do you uh, marcus do you and actually kelsey actually this question for everybody um do you guys remember like the teen beat magazine I've heard of it. Yeah, I have heard of it. Well, like Teen Vogue or Cosmo Girls, something like that. 
Yes, I mean, I'm yeah. aware of like teen magazines, but specifically Teen Beat. Teen I am. Beat. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the teen magazine. Because we have that too. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's all real in world stuff. So Kelsey's character and Joe's character are going to talk about the year that was and <clears throat> their future in life. <laughs> that what they are going to be. After Hillsborough High graduation, so you can get a Hillsborough High, uh, Hillsborough High T-shirt. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, we got some cool T. And actually, and this is a uh, this is one uh, where Eric and I were on Instagram Live. By the way, it's something something podcast. Sometimes we're on there. Sometimes we do Instagram lives. But we were on, and um, I've designed some T-shirts that we're gonna uh, ask people. I haven't. I love bragging on Larry. He did a great. He's a really good graphic designer. All three of the images he showed me, I was like, I can't pick. They're too good. (laughs) And I, we haven't even let the cast see him yet. I haven't seen him, but this is this is the second half. And Eric and I were just talking about this before we got everybody on. Um, But this is the second. This is the push. That, that we're really going to push. And, and you know, we our goal let's, is $10,000. And you know what? I am I'm a realist, but I want to be a dreamer too, right? Because always I'm always grounded and all that good stuff. But if we can make six, five to six to seven thousand dollars in the next 30 days, right? Because we're already at three. So if we can do another three or four, that would just absolutely be amazing. And then we have to really go back and look at like what we're gonna do budget wise. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is this is our second half of make horror fun again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are really asking people to to give what they can because and I, I always love to say this is. I know, I know, I know, I know in my heart of hearts that this stuff is going to be a collector's item. I can absolutely see Eric and I at a horror convention, Joe and Kelsey right there with us because they're major movie stars, but then they're going to come back as a favor to us and take pictures with everybody who oh. love that movie. See, so. I'm, they're all going to go on to do great things, Marcus and Larry, and I'm going to be lonely Virgil at the horror conventions, you know, talking about, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we I haven't talked to those guys in years. They're doing great, though. <laughs> yeah, you want to you know what makes a, a horror movie a cult classic? Entitled at Hillsborough Road. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice. Yes, nice. yes, yes. But really... It does have all the makings of it, though. Like everything that people, everything that people love about a horror movie. Like this has all of the right ingredients, and if we can get enough money fundraised so that we can make it like the way that we really want to make it, so that like we don't have to like compromise on any of our visions, I I think that it's going to be something that the the world is very happy exists. I wholeheartedly think that this movie has something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. nice. Give me chills. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you're going to make Eric cry. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making me cry okay, is Eric. easy. 
<laughs> just put on a uh, put on what is it? One of those like PETA things. You show puppies oh, no, and the, the song. The song. Oh, the, oh. the song. Christmas shoes makes me cry like crazy. Oh my gosh. I saw my eyes out. They made a movie out of it, and I was like, yeah. "Would you do this?" <laughs> I was at a restaurant after church with some friends. It was that night, and the song came on. I started crying. Then I was online at Best Buy. That song comes on. A lot of people around me. I start bawling. Then my dad told me, "It's like, yeah, um, I was driving home, and this song came on." About a kid whose mom's dying, I had to pull off the road. <laughs> I was at, I was I was oh. in a mall uh, several years ago. I was at a mall Christmas shopping. I think I was in like it was like one of the big stores, like Dillard's or something, with my mom. And like we were both standing there, and the song came on, and she and I. There's it's like a long line, and she and I are both just like <laughs> just leaking. Oh, we're just tears are just streaming down both of our faces, and we're like in public so we're trying to act casual and we were like i love you so much mom like we just had the hardest time and we're like sniffling and like trying to keep it together and we like get to the front and the lady is like behind the counter like misty eyed and i was like oh good and i felt so bad for that woman so i was like how often do you have to hear this and she was like i hear it all day honey <laughs> It was yeah that movie that movie wrecks me. Um, I won't see the movie. Do that song. Yeah, I won't see the movie either. Just the trailer for the movie, I was like, Ugh. right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, Hillsboro I... Road has something for everybody. That's what we were talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll make you cry too. <laughs> there is Co coming um, soon to Hallmark Channel. Hillsboro right? <laughs> Road. You know, that's funny because, and just real quick, I, I got to say this. When when Eric and I first started doing our podcast, <laughs> it was it was a special episode. It's with Dylan, who we do now, the, the Smells Like Teen Horror. And is a huge, like, YouTube horror critic. We always yeah. got to remember that. He, like, yeah. gets invited to all the big yeah, festivals. Yeah, some festivals, yeah. I'm so proud of that kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh. We it was like right around Christmas, probably a couple years ago, and See. we were doing their top ten horror. They were doing their top ten horror films, Christmas, Christmas horror movies, and then I did the top ten for uh, Hallmark Channel <laughs> Christmas movies. And I'm, there's some good ones out there, man. There's really there are Kelsey. I, I'm we're in the same boat. I will we're, back you up on this. There we go. There we go. No, it's we're, really we're, I don't want to take over Marcus's show with that, but <laughs> we will have Kelsey and Larry on the Something Something podcast to discuss Hallmark horror movies. Christmas <laughs> movies. Make horror movies. The, the only like Hallmark horror movie is Hallmark Murders and Mysteries. That's like Thank as close as they get. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. All of Marcus's listeners are like, "What the f am I listening to right <laughs> now? Is this is this the horror podcast I usually listen to? <laughs> what is going on here? I mean, <laughs> I I mean, when I walk into the horror shop and I see blood everywhere and parts, and it's great. Yeah, way to save it, Larry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what? Well, hey. Is there anything that you guys can talk about uh, the killer 
or is this going to be a mysterious character that only to tune in to find out? Or can we talk a little bit about the killer in this film? Check out the teaser. Yeah. Coming, coming soon. We were, okay. yeah. That's before Eric answers, we are going to shoot a, a teaser and put it together for our, our last half of the Make Horror Fun Again. Oh. Indiegogo. Yeah. So, and yeah. Talking and talking and talking. And he asked that question. It's like silence. I yeah. know. Well, for the record, trying, the cast tra- isn't really sure. Who yeah, like or cast what? is never allowed to talk about those kinds of things. No a, cast in any movie ever is allowed so, to answer that question. Yeah. From, so the okay. from what I've heard, I don't like. There's not going to be a whole lot of acting involved. No, he's from what we've heard. Trying to make what it organic is, as possible. And me and Larry were even talking about not letting these guys see him. Yeah, we're not even going to get to the. Till the first scene when he's there, yeah. yeah. So when he makes his like screen entrance and all, like I, the first shot, like what they're gonna film first is our reaction. So I he'll make his sprinting. first screen entrance and it'll be on us and whatever you. I'm sure it's what's gonna be used because it's gonna be just like raw. It's it's <laughs> gonna be a sight. It, but yeah. if I had to compare Alex Williamson, like the the two obvious from references would be Jason and Victor Crowling, but also Madman Morris is another one. Um, Cropsy from The Burning. So like all of those guys put together in a blender, you know, that's what that's how you get Alex Williamson. All right. Yeah. And and that's yeah. all we're gonna get, right? Yeah. yeah, that's all you're gonna get. Yeah. Well, yeah. his his weapon no. is gonna no. really no. No. I'm not saying Don't what it is. Okay, okay. It's something you haven't seen before. Yep. Ooh, it's okay. a Barbie doll with a knife in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, that's so scary. Although that would be terrifying. I'm getting chills, Eric. Ooh. It's one of those Swiss knives. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a, a corkscrew. <laughs> Did you see Lumberjack Man, Marcus? Uh, the killer no, pancakes? It's... Oh, dude, it's so funny. Uh-huh. He's got like this giant like spatula that he uses. Oh, you guys definitely <laughs> oh, check out Lumberjack Man. I, I just started watching and I haven't finished it, but I was trying to watch. Uh, it's called Pan Man. And he's no, got no. like like a pan like a pot like a cooking pot on his head <laughs> and he goes around with like a cooking pan and he is like killing people with a cooking pan it's ridiculous Eric, why didn't you write something like that i know man <laughs> but then like it turned into like a love story he ended up falling in love with the girl and they're like walking on the beach and stuff i'm like what am i watching you're like, watching it's... what Eric would have done if Larry hadn't been here. That director <laughs> fell in love with his cast and rewrote the script. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So what you're really saying is that's a Lifetime movie. In a way, yeah. yeah. I was like, am I watching a Lifetime movie? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, there just... was this British horror movie where it's like there's this guy who's the slasher going around killing people and he's got a deformed face. And he gets into this one lady's house and she starts talking to him and like she's blind. So she doesn't see that he's like a monster type of guy. And they end up falling in love. It's I forget the name of it, but it's hilarious. That's cool. Mm. That's I don't weird. think I've seen that one. Hmm. hmm. I like that. 
I liked it. Did y'all see that Lifetime horror movie that's coming out? That's like it's a mini movie presented With by Colonel Sanders. Uh, yes, presented by KFC, and Colonel Sanders is the killer. What? Mario Lopez is playing Colonel Sanders in like this mini movie. Yeah, it looks hilarious, and the lady from. Is it the lady from Modern Family, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know her. Like, I recognize her face, but I don't almost, know her name. Almost looked like his wife. I think I've seen a picture of it. Yeah, it's my... all over Facebook right now. Yeah, his but is like, that... the, the tagline is like, everyone has a secret, but his, or everyone has a secret recipe. Or no, yeah, everyone oh, has a no. secret. But his just so happens to be the recipe for seduction. And the word seduction, like the graphic is like slashed in half. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> so is Coming this supposed to, to be like a horror movie? December 9th, I think. I think it comes out this week. Yeah. Two days. Yeah. At like noon or something. It's, yeah, like, it's really like a mini movie, too. <laughs> oh my God. So is this a, be, a horror movie? Is it supposed to be? I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the trailer, but the way, like, there's like a, in the cover art, it's like, Colonel Sanders, like, draped over this woman with, like, a <laughs> knife in the background. <laughs> so, like, I just, I, like, don't know what's going on. What's it called? I, Recipe for Seduction, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my I guarantee you, 100% guarantee you, if you Google Lifetime Movie Colonel Sanders, yeah, it yeah. will come up. <laughs> Because on the front, it says Mario Lopez, starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. And he's got like the white outfit with the tie. Like he's got the whole and it's presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) That's what happens when you're an independent filmmaker and you have like a little horror movie about a chef and KFC wants to sponsor you. Can you imagine? And I will do a screen share. Can can you imagine? I've got a great idea. Let's turn this into a Colonel Sanders movie. But he's a killer. That's okay. It's fine. That's great. He that's loves okay. to kill. He recipe for death. No, no, no. That's too edgy. The recipe for seduction. Who, who wants to bet that we will see a whole bunch of KFC commercials in between? Oh, yeah. Commercial that's, breaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brought to yeah. you by KFC. Oh, it's hilarious. not loading. Okay. It's going to be riddled that's with hilarious. them. That's hilarious. Um, but for real, I hate to beat a dead horse, but since we're it's a horror movie, we can beat maybe not a dead horse. How about See, like... the Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust, nope. There you go. <laughs> we have, you know, we really have some great things um, from a dollar up. We have an associate producer credit, uh, which somebody got, by the way. I should say, um, I, I'm not sure who, but somebody got it. Um, and that was, th- there's nothing like the feeling when you know somebody who doesn't even know you believes in you. And that's that's amazing. That's amazing um, feeling. So uh, we have that. We have... We are, you know, we have our behind the scenes yearbook. We have a digital yearbook um, at different price points, too, because Eric is he was really um, adamant about because I threw out a number. He goes, not for horror fans. I said, Eric, 
but you got to think of it as like, he goes, okay, let's, let's compromise. Let's compromise. (laughs) So, um, we, we put some thought into it, you know, for horror fans, but even like horror, like movie fans. So there's a lot of great stuff. And, um, and by the way, everybody that's listening, thank you in advance for just checking it out and and passing it on. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Marcus, Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, man. For oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Really man. appreciate it. It's been super Yeah, fun. my pleasure. My pleasure. And and you know we're going to hit you back up when we have the movie. Like we're done and, and we really want to talk about it. And yeah. we'll have... Oh, man. When, that when, one it's on, should... when it's on Amazon Prime, people can actually watch it. Yes. And then, right. then we can actually talk about That's the right. movie. Yeah. You know what? You know, the Amazon Prime. Let's go Netflix. Right? Netflix? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna go Netflix. Uh, let's just call it. Let's just <laughs> let's put it out there. Let's go to Netflix. What about what about Shudder? Shudder. Yeah. Hit the diehard horror fans. Shudder, yes. Yes. Yes, please. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Well, uh, I I usually ask this question to most guests on the show, and I think I've asked this uh, last time I talked to Larry and Eric. But for Kelsey and Joe, um, did you guys ever grow up with uh, the Universal monsters, like the old school Dracula, Wolfman? Um, so, if so, do you have a favorite Universal monster or Universal monster film? So. This summer, or maybe it was before, but I was leading up to The Invisible Man that came out this year. Mm-hmm. And and my brother got every single one on VHS. Ooh. So we watched The Invisible nice. Man, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I think my favorite one is either The Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Wolfman. Solid choices. Yeah. One of those three. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have one, Kelsey? So I grew up, like, more with the, um, like, the, in my household, it was, like, all about Frankenstein. That was, like, my whole house. But, like, Frankenstein in any version. So, like, I read the book, like, Mary Shelley. Um, my dad, like, we watched, like, Young Frankenstein, like, Frankenstein. Oh, young Frankenstein. So that's going to always be bad. Rabluka. I didn't know that meant glue till yes. about 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that meant glue till... Yeah, hence December seventh. That's seven fifty-four. Yeah, hence the horse whinnying in the background every time. It's hilarious. Horse blue. Nice. But yeah, so that would be. Uh, it's got to be Frankenstein. Frankenstein, right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't a wrong answer. I just like hearing it because everybody usually has different opinions about it, and I, I just think it's cool, and <laughs> especially for people, you know, at least on this show that love the horror genre and people involved in the horror genre. I just like to hear everyone's take yeah. on it. And Just out of interest really quickly, since I don't know you guys, is what, what are your guys' favorites? Yeah, um, we were mine, in here. Mine was The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that was the first one we watched. Do a remake of that. You want? Yeah. I, I will say, um, when I was young, like a little kid, Dracula was my first uh, Universal monster that that I thought was awesome. But then, you know, like later on in life, I would have to say Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's probably my favorite. But I do appreciate the Invisible Man movies and just like how awesome it was, uh, you know, like just how cool it was for them to create the illusions of him being invisible um, way back in the 30s and 40s, you know, and so forth. You know, like that was something that really was uncharted territory back then. And just to see how much that that has uh, has influenced filmmaking in general is just incredible. So I do have to give credit for Invisible Man as mm-hmm. as up there as well. Nice. Larry? Yeah, Wolfman. Wolfman. I, I like, yeah, I like the Wolfman. But... Did you see they're remaking that? Uh, again? I think with Leigh-Wanel, who just did... Oh, then that, then, I'm, then I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Ryan Gosling who's gonna be. Oh really? Oh, okay. So I, I'm kind okay. of interested in that because yeah, I like okay. Leigh That'll be cool. I gotta be honest. To me, there are only two werewolf movies that I love, and I think Marcus knows where I'm going. Uh, American Werewolf in London, and then American Werewolves in London's really hot sister, Ginger Snaps. <laughs> okay. I you almost you almost had me thinking you were gonna say the sequel to American Werewolf in London. I was gonna say My Eric. sister's a werewolf. <laughs> no. American no, Werewolf in Paris. This, I thought was what you were gonna say. The girl from Ginger Snaps, the not Ginger, the other one, she's the original Beverly Marsh from it. I didn't know that till a few months ago. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Holy crap, I'm gonna have to rewatch the gender snaps then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Now I got another movie to add on to my infinite watch list. <laughs> I mean, the no one's list ever ends. It's it's always uh, never ending. And and Mine come around the growing. end of uh, twenty twenty one, you're gonna have another one to add. That's Road. <laughs> oh wait. No, that's a that would yeah. be another road. That's taken. Hillsborough Path with the. Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Hillsborough Highway. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I think Marcus froze. Marcus did freeze. Oh no! Oh, there he is. Oh, there okay. okay, there we go. Are you guys back? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it did freeze on my end as well. Sorry. Not sure what happened there. Larry was talking about. Hillsborough Road and going off on a tangent from what <laughs> yes. I last heard. I'm I'm real good at that, but no, I, w- I was saying uh, uh, the end of 2021, you're gonna have a new favorite to put on, on your list. That's right, Hillsborough Road. So it's gonna be oh. fantastic. Hey, well, I look forward to to watching your guys's film, and uh, I just want to say congrats to Joe and Kelsey for. Uh, getting the parts on the film. Thank you so and, much. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the screen. And yeah, uh, for real, I'm excited, guys. This, this sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, 
Just like the tagline, make horror fun again. That's right. Thank yeah. you so much for having us and helping us get this out there. Right, and thanks yeah. to every listener who's taken an interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yes. Um, if if you guys are into uh, people following you on social media, do, do you guys want to plug in your guys' social media and where to find you at? Heck yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, Kelsey. Uh, so yeah, I'm on Instagram, which is my most frequently used. It's the best social media that's out there. Um, you can find me, Kelsey Summers. It's uh, a summer's night's dream when it pops up. Just put periods between each word. Mine's just Joe Eichhorst. Yeah, but no one can spell your name, Joe. <laughs> J-O-E-E-I-C-H-O-R-S-T. Thank you. And I'm Eric, E-R-I-C-K-K-A-S-L-O-V on Instagram, but put E-R-I-C-K-A-S-L-O-V to find me. Because like I use 1K to connect to Eric and Kasloff on all my social media. Uh, mine is Larry Sands, S-A-N-D-S, to the number two. But also we have Hillsborough Road. Is it the movie? The movie, yes. Hillsborough Road, the movie, uh, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and then, of course, we have our podcast as well. So, yeah, there's something, something, something podcast, something. something about the unknown podcast, smells like seeing horror podcast, <laughs> the not your average Christian podcast, <laughs> and LOL lessons in real estate. And we might be doing a music one really soon, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, I tell you, 20, 2020 was kind of like a bummer, but 2021 is going to be like us. afterburners because we got another thing that we'll come on and, and talk to you about. So uh, yeah. 2021 is going to be big, big time for all of us involved. I think and, it's going to be really big for all artists because uh, a lot of us have been doing a lot of closet creating as yeah. we've shuttered and quarantined. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once we get the go-ahead, there's going to be an explosion of people being like, great, I have stuff to make. Tell yeah, me. yeah. I heard that. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And uh, you can find the Rude Horror Podcast on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Rude Horror Podcast. Or you can email me at rudehorror at gmail.com for comments suggestions whatever you want to talk about just hit me up and uh i just want to thank all the guests coming on this has been incredible and like i said this is the biggest uh uh gathering that i've had on the show so nice. thank you so all far. so much so far so, so far, far that's yes. true. thank you for having us thank, thank you, you so much for having so much. us man Well, that concludes the episode with the Hillsborough Road crew. Uh, Again, uh, thank you guys so much for coming to the show. It was so much fun talking about Hillsborough Road and other movies like Christmas horror movies, uh, fun horror movies, fun slashers, uh, you name it. I mean, we went on for two hours talking about horror movies so much fun so again uh thank the director writer eric kozloff and uh producer actor larry sands and uh new guest to the show joe eichhorst and kelsey summers thank you all so much 
And if you'd like to check out the Hillsborough Road Indiegogo campaign, I will have the link in the description of this episode as well on my social media once this post airs or this episode airs. And or you can type in the search bar Hillsborough Road the movie on Indiegogo.com. I also want to announce that I'm going to start doing a new segment at the end of my shows or wherever I feel is applicable to do. Um, I'm going to basically showcase bands and musicians that uh, would like me to put a song on the show. And uh, I think I'm going to call it Rude Horror Music Corner. And uh, I'll just kind of give them a plug and play the song at the end of the show. And if you guys dig it, I will uh, let you know where you can find their music at. So I hope you all enjoyed the episode. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And uh, George Romero's The Crazies will be the next episode. So stay tuned. Stay scared. Stay tuned for the next one.